Hi, welcome to POV and My Therapist, the podcast where I vent, you listen, and you do not get paid. So right off the bat, go ahead and hit the subscribe button, please. Okay? Um, go ahead, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening on Spotify, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that following button, hit that notification bell, and while you're at it, leave me a like or a five-star review. And if you are on Apple, and if you are on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave me a review while you're at it. Tell me what you like about me. I don't really want to hear what you don't like. Um, somebody's been complaining about the volume. Look, I'm just a girl with a microphone. I really do try, but like every time I try to bring up the volume, it peaks, okay? We'll figure it out. I will not be the one to figure it out because every time I try, I fuck it up. So I'm really sorry to that one person. Um, <laughs> but... Um, I have had a good week. I hope you guys are having a great week and I hope you're having a great time. Um, I kind of came to the conclusion today and the decision because this has been on my mind a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, but POV or my therapist is going to be going on hiatus. Yes, going on a short hiatus for a month, for the month of July. I will not be uploading a podcast for the month of July, and we will start right back where we left off in August. The first Friday of August, I will be right back, and I will be ready to talk to you again, and ready to have a good time with you, and ready to update you with the life that I lived in the month of July. Um, the reason why I'm doing this is because, you know, when, um, I told myself, like, when I started the podcast and, like, when the podcast started taking off and stuff like that, and, like, when my TikTok started doing really well, that I would take a break, um, once I hit 100,000, uh, followers on TikTok. I hit 100,000 in April, and I've been going and going, and, like, and I've become more busy, and I've become really like kind of drained like I kind of feel like I'm pulling myself in all directions and the thing is the podcast is not really hard to do it's just I know myself and I know how burnout works for me and I don't ever want to put myself in a position where I'm looking at the podcast with disdain where I'm looking at it as something I don't want to do and I've been feeling like it's something I don't want to do even though I enjoy doing it like I love sitting here but it's like the lead up to do it is is like what I've come to hate but when I sit down and I talk to you guys like I love it and I'm so thankful for it and I love editing it and I love putting it out and I love announcing the new podcast every week but it's just like throughout the week having it be something that I think about on top of work on top of looking for a new job on top of like a lot of stuff a lot of like life stressors I don't want it to get to the point where I'm looking at the podcast with disdain. And I don't really think I could ever look at it with disdain, but it's definitely, it can definitely look at, it can definitely become something that I look at and I'm like, oh fuck, I have to do the podcast. Which honestly, like a couple times a week when I remember that I have to record, like it's so funny, like I'm like, yay, Friday I get to put a new podcast out. And then I'm like, oh fuck, I have to record the podcast and I'm about to put out. You cannot put out a non-existent podcast. So it's just been a lot and like especially the last three weeks have just been a lot for me um yeah has just been a lot and you know I want to enjoy time and like 
I want to enjoy the next month. I want to have fun and I don't want to think about another thing that I have to do, you know? And like, I get stressed out very easily and I think it would be good for me to take a bit of time away from the podcast just to live life a little bit so that I can come back renewed and refreshed and have plenty of things to tell you guys. Um, you know, I always get scared. Like when I, I, a couple thoughts go through my head, like went through my head when I was thinking about taking the hiatus. And honestly, this was kind of like a last minute decision. Like, oh, I'm no longer thinking about this. I'm doing it because I've been thinking about this for months. Okay. I've been thinking about it for months. Um, and every time I thought about it, I would be like, okay, but what are you going to do? Like, um, <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to grow your following? How are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? Well, I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing, which is posting clips on TikTok, which is not that hard to do. But I will also say that this next month, I really want to use that to do the other stuff that like, I know you guys have wanted me to do and to do stuff that I've wanted to try as well, because I've been wanting to do more of the YouTuber stuff. I've been wanting to do more of the makeup tutorial stuff. I've been wanting to do like hauls and stuff like that, like more beauty related and lifestyle stuff. And the thing with me is well, the way my little head works, the way my little chicken head works, is like I'm constantly trying to kill like 99 birds with a one motherfucking stone. If I can find a way to get everything done in one go, I'm doing it. I will break my pinky bringing all the groceries in at once. Do you understand? I will not make the same route twice. I refuse to do it. So most of the time when I'm doing my makeup, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to do the podcast. I have to shoot this. I have to take these pictures. I have to do that. And then guess what ends up happening? I get so stressed out that I'm like, I don't want to do my makeup now. The one thing that I know I have to do to get all of these things done, I don't want to do it because I'm like, I don't want to do it. Because, like, I've overstressed myself. I've put too much pressure on this one event of putting on makeup. And now because my makeup is done, I have to do a million, million things. And it's not really leaving space for me to do other stuff. And also, like, I think you guys know this hour of my day here is very emotionally taxing. It's very emotionally taxing. And, like, that can sound corny. You can roll your eyes at that. That's fine. But sitting here and having this conversation with myself, looking myself eye to eye with my mental illness, looking at her straight into her eyeballs, staring her down, facing myself once a week on top of therapy is a lot. It's a lot. I don't really want to look at myself all the time like that. Like, (laughs) I don't. So I am, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot. It tends to be a lot. So I really want to break. I want a much needed break. I want my brain to like be empty. Like I want to be empty head, no thoughts, sexy girl. Like that's who I want to be. A brain with no thoughts. That's what I want. (laughs) That's what I'd like right now, you know? Um, and I really look forward to not having any thoughts running through my mind. No stress. Just, just my one brain cell and like a little ping pong thing. That little, you know, the ball thing when you tap, 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 tap. That's all I want going in my head right now. I look forward to it. I'm going to read a book. No, I'm not. I'm going to buy a book that I'm not going to read. Okay. And I'm going to set it on my nightstand. And every day of this vacation, I'm going to look at that book and I'm just going to say, I'm going to start that book today. And then every day I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to say, oh, fuck, I didn't start that book today. And that one little brain cell in my head is just going to tap, 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 tap. That's, 
so looking forward to this. You don't even understand. I already know what book I'm going to buy that I'm not going to read. That's how much I'm looking forward to this. Am I going to the beach or something? No. Can I? I might. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. The possibilities are endless. <laughs> okay? The possibilities are endless. Okay? Of what I, Devon might do over this month. What she most likely is going to do. What she most likely is going to do this month away from the podcast is probably work. Yeah. Look for a new job. Cry. Lots of masturbation. Not going to lie. She's on the hunt for a new honey. That's that's on the agenda. That's on the agenda. Okay? She's putting braids in her hair. Yes. I started talking about this. She's putting braids in her hair. Hopefully she's going out to see her friends. Hopefully getting back in the gym. She's she's resetting. She's oop, knock the cable. This is her reset. Divine is resetting. Okay. She's resetting. So I really am looking forward to this break. And I'm looking forward to creating different kinds of content. I'm looking forward to moving my ring light downstairs. Cause honestly, sorry, I just burped. Honestly, if my ring light was downstairs, y'all would be getting so much beauty content. So much beauty and hair content, which is why like I'm buying another ring light. So I might not even move this ring light, to be honest. I'm buying another ring light to put downstairs because, like, you know, I'm just going to take a break. That's all it is. And that's, this this goes into <laughs> what I wanted to talk about today. Um, and honestly, I think one thing that has definitely given me the umph that I needed to kind of decide, hey, um, oh, wait, I never got into the second point of what goes through my mind when I think about taking the hiatus. The second thing that goes through my mind when I think about taking the hiatus is what really scares me and is actually what's scaring me right now is I I pray that future divine and I, future divine is August 1st, not August 1st, the first Friday of August, there is going to be a podcast episode. Do you hear that divine? There's going to be a podcast episode the 1st of August. This is not going to be an elongated hiatus. This is just one month. You understand? Are you listening to me, Future Divine? Huh? And if you're listening right now, and if August, the first Friday of August comes, and Divine does not have a podcast episode out, you need to go on her Instagram and harass her. Do you hear me? Harass me. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Because I go... But, you know, this is the thing, like, (laughs) you hear this? This is the thing. I'm making this decision in full confidence. I'm not doing it out of fear. I'm not doing it out of fear that nobody's listening to my podcast and nobody cares that uh, I'm not doing well. I'm going on this break when I'm in a good place, okay? So that it's not me leaving this when I'm in a bad place because I'm giving up, because I'm not giving up, (sighs) Okay? I'm very anxious right now. <laughs> I'm very scared. Because, like, you know, sometimes you do something and, like, you it's not necessarily quitting. I'm not quitting. I'm just taking a break. And I'm going to start again. But it's like you hope that, like, your old bad habits don't come into play and that you don't end up quitting. You know what I'm saying? You just never pick it back up. Because, no, like, I want to continue. I want to continue. But you never know what's going to happen in a month. I might die in a month. Knock on wood. But, you know, uh... Life is funny that way. Or I might come back and I'm married. I'm kidding. That's definitely not going to happen. Or it might. You never know. 
all right anyways so what i actually really want to talk about today which ties into all of this oh wait going back to i said what brought me the actual strength to be able to do this the strength was i went to unbothered it was so much fun it was so great i it was just such a good time i had such a good time and i ran into so many listeners what i ran into a bunch of gals who listened to the podcast you do not know how excited i was like i was like this is what a fan feels like this is what fame feels like. Like, and at one point, one of my friends was like, not define being famous. I was like, bitch, shut up. And it's so crazy because like, I genuinely don't know how I felt about people knowing who I was. I really don't. Like, it, it was just such a surreal experience. And like, low-key, like, it was like an out-of-body experience. Because it didn't just happen once. It didn't happen twice. It didn't happen three times. It happened a lot of times. Like, a lot of times. And like, the funniest one to me was when we were like walking in a backstage area. And like, this girl, I didn't know who she was. But like, she was so pretty. And like, she, you know how like some girls you can just tell that like, they're either like a rapper or like they're famous on like, Instagram or something or like they're like a famous rapper's girlfriend you know how some girls you can just tell she was one of those and also she had like a talent pass so I didn't know who she was but but that meant that she was like talent but I didn't know who she was she looked me dead in my eyes and she goes oh hey girl and when I tell you my brain was like confused because I was like I feel like I'm supposed to know you I was like, I feel like I'm supposed to know you. And I was so confused as to why that moment happened. And then I kept running into people who knew who I was. And I was like, oh, she probably knows me from like TikTok or something. And one of my friends was telling me how like it was nice to be able to watch it all unfold because the the people that I ran into, they felt so familiar with me. And she was like, it's probably, it's cause like I like, it's like we're on FaceTime, like, when we do this, like, it's so weird to talk about, but (laughs) it was really cool, and it was, like, like, you know, I was meeting people who like me and listen to me and, like, know me in that way, and it was really, really great, and it was really, really nice, and it was just such an amazing experience, and one of my friends, you know, I will say, if you have a friend who does not, I feel like real friends take candids of you because, like, they see beauty in you. You know what I'm saying? I constantly have my phone out taking candids of my friends, like, always recording them and stuff. And I I knew that one of my friends that came with me, her name is Ken, the love of my life. I knew she was the love of my life. When this bitch managed to get every single encounter on tip, she managed to record every person that recognized me she recorded it and it was so nice to look back at those moments like it really was like I was so thankful for it because that did not cross my mind to do it did not cross my mind to like pull out my phone because like I'm very much a live in the moment type bitch I it didn't cross my mind at all to like it just didn't but she recorded everything she got every single moment and it was just so nice and I was just like damn bitch thank you like I really was like, I cannot thank you enough for getting these moments on camera. I was so thankful. Like, and it was so nice to meet people. It was so nice. But like, there was one girl that I met in particular, and she was telling me how like she loved the podcast and all this stuff. And she was saying how, um, and I, and I said to her, I think I said something like, um, 
jokingly where I was like, yeah, I get so scared sometimes because when I don't post, the girl's like, where's the podcast? Wait, where's the podcast at? And she was like, but you know what? That's part of you living your truth is knowing when you need to take a break and when you need to take a moment to yourself. She was like, you're constantly telling the girls that they need to take care of themselves. So when the time comes and you need to take care of yourself, you got to stand by that. And I was like, you know what? You bitch, you right. I was like, you're right. And she said that she was like, we're always going to be here. We're always going to listen. We're always going to care because we like you and we like what you're saying. And I was like, bro, like even now, like I feel so warm and happy, like thinking about it. I was just so grateful. Like it was really such a moment of like gratitude. Like I told my friend, I was like, you know, I look at my, I look at my numbers all the time. Like I'm I'm, the numbers like are startling. They're not numbers that I could have dreamt of when I started this in October. I look at my stuff now and we're almost at 200,000 downloads. Like it's a lot and it's a lot of people listening and coming back. And like, and like the last time I checked my, like my Spotify followers, I was so happy because I was like, oh my God, I have 700 Spotify followers. That number has like multiplied by like 10,000. My math is so wrong there, but it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. We're in the five figures, okay? Um, but I, like, and and now, like, but you look at these numbers and like, my brain automatically goes to business mode, and I forget that each of those numbers is a person. Each of those two hundred thousand downloads is a person who listened to the podcast. And I was telling her how crazy it was because, like, you know, I log in to TikTok, I do what I got to do, and I get off. And I'm like, and I'm like that one hundred thousand number like I'm like meeting those people meeting those handful of people felt so much more real than that because these are people I want I can watch them walk away and leave and and even when they're out of my eyesight I know that they are continuing to exist somewhere and that meant so much to me as instead of you know when I close my phone it doesn't exist which can be a good thing because I think like that checks you out of like social media but it was just so wonderful and I was so happy and like, and girl, we got our passes upgrady, upgrady. <laughs> Cause one of the girls who was like in charge of the thing, she, girl, she was a listener. She was a listener. And I was like, period, shout out. You a real one girl. So I was so happy and it was just such a good time. And I really just felt so, so thankful and so happy period, point blank, period. So, um, but yeah, but yeah. So, uh, moving on to today's topic, 20 minutes in, (laughs) is I want to talk about burnout. Burnout, fear of failure, fear of moving forward, walking in fear, like fear itself, bitch. Because this conversation has come up so many times this week. I feel like I've had this conversation with each one of my friends. And like one of my friends is suffering from burnout, which she's basically in the place that I was, I want to say a year ago. Because when I left school, I talk about this all the time. When I left school, I had a false idea of what adulthood looked like. I really did. I thought I was going to come out here with my four-year degree and I was going to get snatched up in a job and I was going to be successful and I was going to be good and I was going to have nothing to worry about. I thought that those, I thought like adulthood was those years, was those those years between 
um, high school and college and like, you know, college graduation. That's what I thought it was. I didn't realize that real adulthood starts about four years after graduation when your ass, college graduation, when your ass ain't got no job, you live in your mama house, you single as a prango, you really are reconsidering your whole life, you depressed as fuck, and you ain't got no friends and no sense of identity. Yeah, that's adulthood. That's adulthood. Uh, Getting through that is when you become an adult. Realizing that the world does not end because those things are not happening for you. You an adult, baby. Like, those, moving through that, you, when you get through that shit, when you realize this is not the end all be all, if I live today and I go to sleep and I draw breath in the morning, my life is not over. I have another chance. I can do things. And like, and you start realizing that your mindset actually does affect a lot about your life. But what's also important, I feel, and which is what I learned, which is what I realized, like, reflecting on my burnout stage, which was like, I want to say that shit was like four years long. You have to go through burnout. Like, you kind of have to go through burnout to prevent it in the future and get through it. And I feel like a lot of artistic people, like post-college, post-working really hard, trying to get a job in your field, that can lead you to burnout real quick. And that burnout is really hard to, like, come back from. And and I was in burnout for a while, and I didn't even realize that it was burnout. All I knew was that I was falling out of love with all of the things that, like, kept me alive. I knew that I didn't love film anymore. And... All of a sudden, all I wanted to watch was, like, Barbie Fairytopia. Like, I'm dead serious. I went from, like, watching, like, German Expressionism films, like, and enjoying that shit to looking at it. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, I need a plot point end. And I needed, like, Barbie Rapunzel. Like, I went through a stage where, like, where all I was watching was, like, like dumbed down kid stuff. Because, like, I felt like my brain just needed like the calm and like something easy to latch on to. And I was like, I didn't know what was going on. It was really a rough time. Um, but you go through these periods and like, and you have to welcome it and you kind of have to put the blinders on and shut out the noise because people are going to look at you and they're going to be like, Oh, you're not living to your potential. You're not doing this when really all you need is a fucking break. Like you've been pushing yourself for so long and you're obviously you're afraid of failure, but this is the thing. It's like, when do you have burnout? Once you feel yourself falling out of love with all of the things that you were so in love with, you feel like you start to feel like you're running out of gas. If you keep pushing yourself, you're damaging your engine. You're completely damaging it. And it's like, no, you just need to chill out. You need to turn off the noise, which is everybody walking past you going a million miles per minute. And you need to focus on yourself. You need to focus on your engine. You need to give it a little break. If that means working a nine to five to support yourself, do that. But until you can find the love in it again, like you need to take that break. You need to separate yourself from the thing that you love sometimes so you can continue to love it. So you don't despise it. So you don't hate it. And like, I've had this conversation with my friends this week and I was like, and she was And she was telling me how, like, 
you know, there is this sense of shame that comes with taking a break from something you love, something that you publicize, something that you made your whole identity. There's a sense of shame in that where you're wondering if people are looking at you like, oh, you're not creating anymore. You're not doing anything anymore. You gave up on your dreams. But it's like, no, sometimes you need to take a break. That's why rappers become fashion designers. That's why fashion designers become, I don't know, race car drivers. You need space from the thing you love so you can continue to love it. And and I don't think there's any shame in that at all. I don't think there should be any shame in that. And I think what makes it worse is sometimes you love something so much and you work at it so hard that you are so scared to fail at it. And there is nothing worse than somebody who's afraid to fail. Okay, and I'm not speaking to you right now on some Tony Robbins shit. I'm really telling you what I've realized looking back at myself. And weirdly enough, seeing somebody recently that I'm like, oh, you and I are the same. Or you are where I once was. And when you're scared to fail, this is what happens. Okay, when you're scared of failure... You, you put a lot of pressure on yourself. You put so much pressure on yourself. And it's like a kettle, right? Ooh, that right, that was like really too sexy. I don't know, right? Anyways, why am I like this? I'm so sorry. When you're afraid to fail and when you put too much pressure on yourself, it's like a kettle, right? And it's just like fucking shaking like it's just so full and it needs to let the steam out but if you're doing that and you're working the steam when you blow the steam out you're blowing it in your work environment okay you become a stressed out person you become uptight you become super on edge and you may think that you've got it all under control and that you're doing a real good job regulating your stress. But other people can see that stress on you and it affects the way that they work around you. It just does. It makes you an unpleasant person to be around. It makes it hard to be around you. So when, you, when you're afraid of failing, when you're afraid of fucking up, not only that, but you become a defensive person. You become a defensive person because when you fuck up, instead of just being able to own that you fucked up and you're able to say, oh, I'm so sorry that won't happen again or I'm going to, yeah, you know, let me figure that out. You give like some snarky response. You give like some snarky, like you give like some really snarky shit comes out of your mouth and you just, you just say things that like, if you were laid back and if you were calm, you wouldn't. You just wouldn't. If you were okay with failing and knowing that failing is just a part of the journey, you wouldn't. And I know that sometimes we have a lot to lose. We have a lot of pressure on ourselves because we think we failed so many times before. But I feel like each failure comes with a lesson. And it's like it's like the last person you have to fight in like Mortal Kombat or something. It's like learning that failure is just a part of life and that is just... It's just going to make you better that you learn from every failure. It really like really on some like third eye shit, like for real. I wish I was kidding, but it's so true. Like it really helps you not think with your emotions and more so think like with your brain and not tie your emotions so deeply into it. Because if we're really going to go down this staircase, this spiral staircase, when you really think of why am I afraid of failing so much? It's because two things you think about yourself. Either you think that you don't deserve to be where you are and you are afraid of showing your ass 
and showing that to people that you're not qualified to be doing the job that you're doing or you are insecure in your ability and you might have more than the ability to do the job you're doing. So it's either those two things, but no matter what it comes down to, you're afraid of not being enough. You're afraid of not thinking of, of not, of the thought that I'm not enough being true. Like literally I've, I swear to God, I've been sitting back and like observing people's behaviors, bitches, like for real. And and like on the, and really focusing on the concept of failing. Cause like I realized that like a lot of people I don't like is cause like, they're afraid of failing. So they overcompensate in their day-to-day. I was just talking about this with my mom today that I had a friend. <laughs> I had a friend who she, like, ever since she was, like, young, she had to be the best at everything. She had to be the absolute best at everything. And when I tell you this bitch cheated her way through school, like, cheated hardcore cheated because she had to be the best and because she knew she wasn't good enough so she cheated did she let anybody know that she cheat no she didn't cheat because she didn't have the time she didn't cheat because she was not confident in her ability to get these things done on her own and the worst part about it is was not only did she cheat because you know i know a couple cheaters would be like yeah yeah i got the answers what's good she turned around and made people feel like shit for not doing as good as her and i always thought that that was kind of crazy I always thought that I was kind of crazy. And I knew that that shit was going to bite her in the ass. And it did. Because one time she had to take a really important exam. And she cheated on it. And she got caught. Okay? So. But her, the root of that was literally because she, she knew she wasn't good enough. So instead of working hard to be good enough. And accepting failure as a part of life. She was like, oh, I can outsmart failure. I can outsmart everybody in this room and I'm gonna make you feel like shit about it and like and that always like really got to me because like she a lot of the time she used a lot of opportunities in her life that she could have used to build up people to make them feel bad and and it always made me like wonder like yeah you know when people are afraid of failing they I, I don't know like I'm trying to word it but it feels like they leave the realm of just being a person so not everything it's like they're constantly living in LLC Twitter when they're when you're afraid of when you're afraid of oh my god I can't speak when you are afraid of failure I feel like you're constantly living in LLC Twitter everything is an opportunity everything is an opportunity nothing is fun anymore nothing is just a good time You can't sit back and smell the roses and enjoy life as it is. You have to make money off of everything. And I hate a motherfucker like that. Because I, like, I've been that person and I know how miserable I was. And it also was never helpful. All it made was turn people off to me. What? You meet somebody new, you start thinking about, oh, you start thinking, oh, they do, oh, oh, okay, so you, you work with this person. Oh, you know this person. You start thinking, people start thinking about how to use people. Like when it makes you an opportunist, even when you don't mean to be, even when you might genuinely want to be a good person and not an opportunist, but you are so focused on not failing. You're so focused on being the best, on not looking like a loser, on not being a failure that you end up showing your ass every time and looking like a fucking loser because you see everybody as an opportunity. And you get into that thought of, if this doesn't make me money, I don't need it around me. 
I need friends I can make money with. Like, I hate that so much because I'm like, that's so great. And then when you guys make that money, right? First of all, the friendship's never going to last towards money, but let's forget that. Let's forget that moment. Because people who think about money too much are never great friends. They're just not. They're just not. I don't know what to tell you. They're just not. Yeah, you want friends you can make money with. I want friends I can build with, that I can get to the next level with. Okay, great. Then that friend is no longer able to help you. Then what? You never got to learn who they are. You never got to really get to know them. You never really built a friendship. It was more of an opportunity. People like that, like, they just jump from, like, one opportunity to the next, to the next, to the next. And the thing that, like, really bothers me about that is, like, every person that I've met that is an opportunist, I think the greatest thing that they fail to realize is that this moment today is not the moment tomorrow. This person that you're looking at that you don't even think is worth getting to know because you're like, oh, yeah, like, they, I mean, like, they can't really bring me money. Like, what's your value? Like, thinking like that about people, that person that you're thinking about that too, that you don't pay attention to because, you know, you think they're not worth your time, they're not worth your effort, they're not worth your energy because they have nothing to offer you. That person might be the person you need tomorrow. And the thing is, you're going to know that, oh, fuck, I really need them now. Need them. But it's like, you wouldn't need them if you had been... If you hadn't, if you had thought about the person behind the opportunity, if you hadn't thought about living human creatures as opportunities, like that always really bothers me because I feel like those people just lack the foresight. It's like everybody has the opportunity to be something great. And whether that is attached to money or not, the value does not stand in paper bills that are made out of trees. You can have a friend who today is a billionaire and tomorrow they're dead broke. Do you just like leave them because they're poor? Like what? Is that what you do? Is that a thing? Like is that what you're going to do? And like, and all of it leads back to the fear of failure, of not being good enough, of wanting to prove that like you are worth the time, that you're worth the effort. When at the end of the day, if you were just okay with failing, If you were living life going, um, you know what, if I fuck up, I fuck up, but I'm going to try my hardest not to fuck up. But if I fuck up, I'm going to own it and I'm going to learn from it. And I'm going to try to fix the fuck up that I'm doing right now instead of being fucking defensive because you can't, you can't handle that you were wrong because to you being wrong is the end all be all that everything ends. It crashes down on you if you're wrong. If you fuck up, you put so much pressure on yourself that you literally, you like literally quite literally and shoving that you're never going to get it right. Like you put so much stress on yourself that you're never going to get it right. So if we take anything today from today's podcast is don't be afraid to fail. I think failing has helped me so much more than succeeding. If you get everything right the first time, you are such a boring motherfucker and I don't want to be your friends. Like, if you're perfect, don't be. I don't like you. Like, I was actually thinking about this today. I was like, I am so pretty, but I'm not perfect. And I'm so happy I'm not perfect. If Divine was perfect and she got everything right the first time, first of all, I would be the queen of the universe because I'd be so pretty and so perfect. 
But I really appreciate that I have literally messed up everything that I've ever tried to do in my life. (laughs) I really have. And I think that has, like, you get to a point where you fuck up so much. You fuck up so much, you have no other option but to accept it. And you're like, God damn. So, like, I will fuck up, like, something a million times. But I will say the thing about me is that I'm not a quitter. Mama ain't raised no quitter-ass bitch, okay? I get really insecure and I and I stop doing things for an amount of time. But I always feel such an intense shame about it that I gotta go back and finish it. And, like, but things that I want to do right at this moment, like tasks, things that need completion, I'm not quitting, ho. I'm gonna figure this shit out right now. We're, like, we're gonna figure it out. So, I, like, I've always been lucky in that way and that I don't ever really want to give up, okay? And, like, it's so funny because, like, my brain is, like, going a million different places at this moment because I'm thinking about, like, I'm like, oh, the, all the things that I quote-unquote quit, my book, it's not quit, the book is finished, like, and I still have plans for it. I think about my film career as a director. I'm like, that shit ain't done. I got scripts I'm gonna make. It's just not the time. Me like defending myself against a court that doesn't exist anyways anyways moving on um but the amount of things that like I fucked up so many times and doing it over and over and over has just made me better at it and has kind of like taught me humility I think that's the greatest part about failing is you teach you get to learn humility and there's nothing better than being a humble person and understanding that you make mistakes, that everybody makes mistakes, that life is not perfect, that nothing is perfect, that you are never going to be perfect. Literally, God sent his little Jesus on earth and that little biatch was not perfect. Like people like, like, oh my God, they like put Jesus on such a pedestal. I'm like, girl, did you skip the chapter with he was flipping tables and cussing out his mom and running away from his mother? Like, do we got to revisit that? Like, Jesus was like a little bit of like a little bit of an asshole, like just a tiny bit. Okay. Enough for biblical standards. But he was a human and he was a person. And like, and I think like you get to gain such a perspective, such an understanding and empathetic perspective when you fail a lot when life is a little bit harder for you because you don't get it right the first second or third or fourth or fifth or in my case the sixth time okay you get to gain a new perspective and like and I was even like talking to one of my friends about this and she said this a long time ago where she was asking me she was telling me something and I told her that there are certain conversations that I do not have with my mother because I know she's not going to understand and I feel like at this point she's an older woman you know, she's aging. She's an older woman. And, you know, her cortisol levels be rising. She be getting stressed out over fucking nothing. Jesus. And it, I, and I'm just like, some conversations are just not worth the stress that one is going to cause her. And two, the aggravation it's going to cause me. I'm not about to explain a whole humanities course to a middle-aged Haitian woman in the year of 2022. I am setting myself for a f- up for a failure I cannot afford if I want to maintain my mental stability, okay? I'm just not doing it. Like, I'm really not. And I was telling her that. And I was like, also, it's unfair of me to expect that I, you know, you can't teach 
old dogs new tricks. Like, I'm not saying that to be offensive at all. But I know that I'm younger. I'm less jaded in life. I've seen a lot less. She's more jaded. She's older. There are things that, like, are concrete in her mind that it is just too much of a painstaking task, mental task, for her to reroute the way she thinks about. And I'm not going to lie. Like, there's a lot of concepts that, like, she's like smoothed out the rough edges about that she's become accepting about because she's seen it so much but I'm not gonna sit with my mom on a fucking Tuesday afternoon and be like Merlon you're gonna accept this concept today all right by the time this convo is done you're gonna accept this very progressive concept I'm not doing that and that's not fair of me because I know her Like, I know her upbringing, I know her life, I know the way her mind works, she knows the way my mind works. That's not fair of me to expect her to fully accept this thing that, you know, that I know so much about that was so easy for me to absorb because I'm so open like a sponge because I am 26, because I am living in an extremely progressive time, you know, over time, like, I'm very open about the things that I speak to her. And a lot of things, like, she's come to accept because of how open I am with talking about it to her. And, you know, I've watched my mom become such a progressive person over the years and, like, just be such a different person than who I remember her being. Like, 10 years ago, 10 years, I don't know, like, 20, 20. 20 what 2008 my mom was like uh, against abortion now please she's on the phone cussing everybody out talking like what the fuck is wrong with these people because she's you know it's taken years but people can change they can learn they can grow we've talked about this but it takes time and I think you have to have a certain level of empathy to understand that you can't necessarily expect what was I going with this I absolutely forgot my train of thought beginning of this. Absolutely left me. Just absolutely left me. Wow. Anyways. Hmm. Wow. That was shocking. <laughs> Truly lost my train of thought. Wow. Okay. Anyways. Um, wow. Let's backtrack just a little bit. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. Um Damn. God damn. All right, girl. Okay. Okay, we were talking about, you know, failing, humility, humbleness. What? Okay, anyways, I'm happy that I failed the amount of times that I have because I think it makes me more accepting to life's challenges. It makes me funnier. I don't think I'd be this funnier. Funny? I don't think I'd be this funny if I was good at everything, okay? Nobody who's good at everything is fun to be around. They fucking suck. Okay, let's be honest. Um, and I think it just gives you more chances to to relate to people, to understand people, to be more empathetic. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about empathy and having a level of empathy, okay? Yeah, okay. So it makes you very much able to empathize with a lot of people. If you don't let that failure make you hard and difficult and hateful. Because, you know, I've had moments where my failures, oh my God, I saw everybody living their best lives and I was like, fuck off. Like, don't, why would you just exist in my universe and show your perfect life in my face, you dumb bitch? Like, why would you do that? Hide your perfect life. I don't want to see that. Okay? Like, literally today I got on Facebook and this girl that I went to high school with was po- posted her second beautiful baby. She posted her second beautiful child's 
baby boy. So cute. And I was like, I'm tired of everybody having babies except me. Sorry. I'm tired of everybody living my life without me in it. Like, what the fuck are you doing? That should be my husband. What? That should be my house. Them's should be my cheerings. Why is you in my house, ho? Move out. Like, you know, and it be hurting my feelings. Because I'd be like, God, like, where's the husband? Like, where he at? <laughs> where he's doing, girl? Like, is he, like, um, you know, like, cuffed up with some bitch or something? Like, do I got to go kill her or what? Like, what's going on? But it can make you very jaded. And I wouldn't say I'm jaded. I think I've had moments where I've been jaded and I've been better. But I constantly remind myself, one, you don't know what these bitches is going through. You don't want their life. You don't want their story. All right? And two, things will align at the right time. I have. There has never been anything that I want that when I look back, I still want it. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? So many of these mans, so many of these ickas, when I look back, I'm like, you did not deserve her. Like, you didn't deserve this cootie cat. You didn't deserve my one brain cell playing ping pong and thinking about you. You didn't deserve that. You did not deserve my time or attention. Literally, the other night I had a dream. (laughs) I had a dream that... I was, like, on my way to a sneaky link. And it was weird because, like, halfway through my dream, um, my my dream self realized that I was dreaming. And I always hate that. I don't like it. It fucking freaks me out every time. It's just a level of consciousness that is just too many. You know, it's just one level above excessive. You know? And I don't want it. So I had a dream that uh, my dream self was on a way to a sneaky link with the guy that I had... With, with Mr. Gift, <laughs> with him, okay? But in the dream, it was the first time that, like, I was, like, seeing him. So, in the dream, obviously, none of this shit had happened. And I'm, like, about to get in the car, and I have, like, my overnight bag. I have a... Sorry, it's just perfect. I got my little overnight bag. I'm looking cute. Like, my friend is, like, keep your location on. And I'm, like, I'm about to go get zig down. And I swear to God, like, my body in the dream just stopped. And I was like, <gasps> and it was like, Raven. But then I heard the Taylor Swift lyric where she's like, I think I've seen this film before. And I didn't like the ending. I was like, what the fuck? And then I woke up. And I was so pissed that, one, he was in my dream. But, two, that, like, even my dream self was like, stay away from that man, girl. Even, like, life itself was literally, like, stay away from that man. Even in your dreams, he's horrid. Like, okay? And then even now, like, I'm in the process of getting past and over and moving from somebody that I thought I really wanted. Do I want them? No. In fact, they may have given me an aversion to men. So that's always really fun. Okay? It is such a fun thing when a girl that you are friends with tells you that a man scares her. Ah! That is so fun. It's so fun. Or it's even more fun when you really thought like you knew somebody and you don't know them. You don't know them at all, girl. Oh, you thought you knew them? No. 
that is a stranger. That is an Oscar winner. Period. Okay. Um, so yeah, like, yeah, love that. May have developed an aversion to men. Probably not because I'm talking to one right now. Okay. Period. Um, yeah. But you know, like she's just got needs. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, I wish like I would just have a moment where my brain would wake up and be like, divine, you like girls. I pray for that every day. But God has not granted me the luck, the ability to move past men. Because when I tell you the bar is in hell, and it's too much work for them to go down there and get it. It's under their feet. And they still can't get the bar. It's pissing me off. I hate them. I hate them. But that's not what this conversation's about. Anyways. So that was my little spiel on failure. Okay. Um, I'm really looking forward to this vacation. Um, I'm just really looking forward to not having to think about the podcast. Because I think about a lot throughout the week. I have a lot of stress factors in my life. And it'll just be nice to just remove one, even though, you know, if I go like two weeks and I'm like, oh, I think I'm ready to do a podcast. I may do one. I'm not going to stop myself from that. Um, you know, you know, just be like checking in. Hi, bitches. How are we doing? But, you know, I really want the break. I want the time away so that I can keep loving it because I love the podcast because I look at me. I've been sitting here talking for 50 minutes and am I tired? No. Am I ready to stop talking? No, like if you give me like a good like 20 minute recess, I could talk for another hour, but I'm not going to do that because I have a lot to do tonight. But, you know, I want to keep enjoying the podcast and I am. And I'm so excited because I have so many ideas of like things I want to do and like talk about. But I definitely think I'm going to use this time to like give y'all the eyeliner tutorial y'all been wanting. So subscribe to my YouTube, okay? Because fun things are coming. Um, The wig tutorial. I'm going to give you looks. Okay, she's going to give you face. She's going to give you a lot of things. Okay, she may give you vlogs, girl. She's going to give you vlogs. So, you know, I'm excited about that. And I think it's going to be a good time. I think it's going to be a, a real opportunity for me to get to know myself. You know, and I'm excited to come back and really just feel feel good about it. And I'm going to follow my instinct on this. Um, That was like something else I was debating about talking today about following your instinct. Okay. Uh, I've, I've been very big on following my instincts recently and it all started off because of a McDonald's and Wendy's situation. Okay. I was going to my friend's house and I was hungry and I wanted a burrito, but I am like 20 minutes away from the closest Chipotle. So I was like, not happening. I know it's pronounced Chipotle, please. Okay. So I was like, all right, the way, like the highway, like the area I live works, to get to the McDonald's, you got to cross like four lanes of highway. Meanwhile, the Wendy's is like to my right. So I can just go in, you know, so it's, I can just go into the Wendy's. It's easy. But as I was like driving out, my brain was like, we're going to go to the Wendy's. I'm sorry. We're going to go to the McDonald's. And I was like, mm, I, my brain told me to go to McDonald's, but like, I think I'm going to go to the Wendy's cause I don't got to cross like four lanes of traffic. Girl, I went to the Wendy's. And I went into the Wendy's and why did it take 20 minutes for me to get a fucking sandwich? I was like, damn, I should have gone to the McDonald's. And I was like, really? And I was already running late. So I was like, bitch, 
Now I'm 20 minutes later. Okay? So I was very irritated about that. I was like, damn. So I was like, damn, I should have listened to my intuition and just went to the McDonald's. And I told myself at that moment, I'm going to listen to my intuition more. Later that night, I go to my friend's house and the place we're going, it's not that far. So like I could have driven and I, and I'm like, I think I'm going to Uber tonight. I was like, I think we're going to Uber. And I just heard a noise and I got scared. Anyways, I was like, I think we're going to Uber tonight. So then I asked him, I'm like, do you think it's close enough to drive? Like, should we just drive? And he was like, um, yeah, it's close enough to drive. Like, there's parking. Like, it's good. Like, we can drive if you want to drive. And I was like, you know what? No, I think I'm going to Uber because that was my first thought and I'm going to stay with my first thought. Thank God I Ubered. You want to know why? I took my antidepressant too late in the day. Mm -hmm. I took it around four. By the time that Casamigos hit, I was crossfaded. Yes, I was. Mixing my antidepressant with liquor, not a good mix. And I was so drunk and I could not sober up for the fucking life of me. I was at my friend's house at like four in the morning eating, trying to sober up. It was not happening. Imagine if I drove. Imagine if I drove. Okay. So it's been on my heart and my mind a lot to, you know, take this time away from the podcast to give it a month, not work on it at all and just come back and post the first Friday of August and be a happy little camper and keep doing what I'm doing. It's been on my mind to do that. And I, and I, I think it's time that I commit to it and that I do it because I can, I can see myself going one week, no podcast, podcast, one week, no podcast, podcast. And I, I don't like that at all. I don't like the thought of that when I really, cause I feel like that will just elongate it when I really could just take the break that I need, enjoy the time off, not think about it, not give myself pressure, not feel any sense of shame or failure or like I'm disappointing anybody. But just taking the time off that I need to take off, enjoying life, living life, enjoying life's lessons and its people and its opportunities and coming back and sharing all of that with you. Okay. So I think that that's what I'm going to do and I'm really excited to do it and I will see you in August. Okay. I will see you when it is blistering hot outside and all the kids are back in school and you know, life is good. I can't wait to see what happens over this next month. I'm so scared right now. (laughs) I'm really scared. Like, I don't know why I'm scared. Like it's a sense of excitement, but I'm also like terrified. I don't know why, but, um, I will see you in a month and I am very, very excited to see what comes. So if you're listening, make sure you subscribe and make sure you follow and make sure you like so you know when I come back. So you know when I come back. All right. And my Instagram is VineFilo, V-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-O. Twitter is Wordes, W-O-R-D-E-S. I look forward to seeing you again. I will see you soon, my loves. Good night. Of Wiedersen. Arrivederci. Bonsoir. Uh, what's in Spanish? Buenas noches. Bye. Mwah. Mwah. Mwah.